Hi, this is Steve Peters, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. One, two, three, four, baby. It's one, two, three, four. The end credits are rolling of uh, Sam and Max Save the World, the remix. Uh, it's now the 1st of February. Of February. And uh, this game, for anyone who played the Lucasfilm games growing up, like Maniac Mansion, Zack McCracken, Monkey Island, those kind of, the point-and-click adventures where you had to look around and go use this with that and you get into this, you know, I mean, it's like Zelda. You you can't just simply help find the cat. You have to... When are we going to get another case, Sam? Surely the local lawbreakers must miss our esoteric brand of personalized criminal justice. Um, this is so great. The ending of this is so great. All these characters that you came across throughout the whole thing, because this takes place over like five adventures, five different sort of episodes or cases that these two guys are solving. One of them's a dog, like McGraw, the crime-fighting dog. <laughs> He's Sam, and then Max is sort of like a uh, Bugs Bunny uh, mixed with Roger Rabbit. And then there are these mafia dudes who are very much kind of like Goodfellas or uh, Sopranos. Oh my gosh. The dialogue is so witty. It's interesting because with this, you simply click on something and then you look in your inventory and then you just simply, like there's no language really. It's just with pictures. These guys, they're so clever. These guys are so clever. These writers, I gotta tell you, it's poetry. It's got like that... I'm an ongoing project, like a golden calf or a graven image. I'll only rest once people are sacrificing their firstborn unto me. Also, I'd like to direct. Ow! So there are all these characters that, that, that are in these end credits that you came across. Oh gosh, the, the, the credits are huge. The credits are long. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is just so clever. The car that they drive around, they call the DeSoto. This is across kind of like the Bluesmobile. Uh, these guys are detectives. They're freelance, freelance police. <laughs> And, you know, there are musical numbers in this thing. You come across a giant Abraham Lincoln. It's like Mad Magazine type of humor.
there's a uh, wow, 2007 to 2020. So they they must have started making this in 2007. So this this game, when you play it, there there are yeah five sep- separate episodes, and it's cool how they all intertwine, they all interweave with each other. The dialogue between the two guys is just really. It's 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 so beautifully facetious. There's nothing like. Oh gosh, how do I explain it? They allude to things like it's so cool, man, because like. There are tons of things that are subliminal that just like production design pieces that are in the backgrounds that recall subconsciously earlier things in the game that you had seen before. So it kind of like, it's like, it's like the game makers put this foreshadowing in there, knowing that that's going to be the thing that's going to help you out in the future. And then you learn how to do like, you have to experiment with testing things out with things, the most ridiculous things, like even something that doesn't, that doesn't even work Early on in the game, like, okay, you might not be able to open up a microwave early on in the game. Later on, you can. Uh, uh, early on in the game, you can't take things off the sh- – or let's say later on in the game, you can't take things off a shelf. But early, earlier on in the game, you can. Um, the character traits are awesome. The, uh, the simplicity, the absurdity. The unapologetic surrealism that is woven throughout every single scene. You can talk to Max and ask him things. You can ask him for hints. And he'll say, he won't even give you, like, like you ask him, okay, how do we get, how do we unlock the door? How do we, how do we unlock the door of this lunar lander? And his hint is, I don't know. Do they have triple A on the moon? So you're wondering, okay, what does triple A have to do with unlocking a door to a lunar lander where the keys are locked inside? And you go, okay, what is, what is the, what is the, what is, what's the correlation there? Because you realize there's a riddle hiding in there and, and it's up to you to figure out the commonalities. It's up to you to figure out the, the connections between these things. A lot of it is just experimenting. Just when you think all hope is lost, you have to experiment with yet one more thing in on that page or or interacting with that specific thing that you didn't even expect to interact with before. It's fun because there's humor. Like you come across these um, child actors that were really big way back in the day. Let's say they were sort of similar like to the, uh, to the uh, what do they call them? Oh my gosh, our gang, uh, uh, Little Rascals. It reminds you of that. Like, okay, they were they were the Little Rascals of their heyday. Um, Mickey Rooney, you know. Uh, they carry with them, they're like living, they're respected as like a living, living history book, so to speak, because they lived through that era. And you, you get to respect them in that fashion. So now they're making a comeback. And they're on 
it's so funny because they updated this thing. So it was made in 2007, but they updated it. So they made, so I, I never played the original version of this, but they apparently they made the, 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 the computer graphics to look even more like, you know, with today's technology, you can really mess with, you know, like how Pixar does and stuff. These guys are just, it's so crazy, dude, because they comment upon today's things in subtle ways. They don't even realize how far ahead of their time they were. So this thing was released in 2020. I wonder how, like, there, I don't know, I don't know how much was, like, created way back then and just so happened to echo our current current times and what is added onto the update that echoes our current times because there are certain things that are like whoa like little they never give an allegiance to either side of some specific thing they always show the other side of the coin they show the good and the bad and the reasons why bad things are done in the name of good <laughs> Um, like there's a part in the game where you ask him, you're like, I want to, like, these guys are, you know, these guys are police, freelance police. These guys are supposed to be on the side of the, uh, of the good, of the, of the law, of what's lawful, <laughs> of, you know, busting the bad guys for doing bad stuff. Well, you yourself, you guys end up stealing things and you ask your little buddy, okay, well, I need some, you know, I need give me some advice here. What, what do we do to steal this thing? And he's like, well, you're going to need a mule. And you wonder what I'm going to need a mule. So that's a riddle in itself. Okay. What do I need a mule for? What's the mule? What do you mean? What does a mule do? Oh, a mule is kind of like those people where you always hear about, like there are those movies where those people who get in a big trouble, they get, they get caught into some like crazy gang, uh, a cartel thing that they didn't realize that they were stepping foot into because some guy said, I want to pay you $50,000 to carry this package. They are the mule. You carry this package. You risk your life. You risk your reputation. You risk your freedom. But you don't realize that that's what you're signing a contract for. That's the interesting thing. Like they say, don't accept gifts from fairies because if you accept a gift from a fairy, the fairies, the fairies automatically assume you're in a life contract with them now. What that means, I don't, I don't fully know. I haven't gone fully deeply into it, but these are things I'm learning from TikTok. I have a friend on there named Kikachu who told me about, she, she's very weary of fairies and uh, she learned all about this on what 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 is what's basically called witch talk. You you see the interesting trends that that follow along on on TikTok and the names that are given to things. And you know you see someone starts someone starts a trend saying, uh, you know, game talk. Let's say let's say let's say you let's say um, let's say you got a channel where it's all just about old Atari games. Well, you would you would probably as a, as you know, in nod of it, you would call it Game Talk. I'm sure there's a Sam and Max Talk out there. So 
Gosh, this is so great. Thank you so much, Emily Morganti. If you're listening to this, thank you so much, Emily Morganti, for, for giving me this review copy of Sam and Max. I mean, this was like, it's so interesting because those early Lucasfilm games, those early Lucasfilm games, I want to say that Sam and Max was made allusions to throughout the history of Lucasfilm games, LucasArts games. I want to say that like, Maybe there's a poster for them in Zach McCracken. Um, I'm making a, a vegan hot dog right now. I love the vegan A's. Oh, my God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I love to just slather vegan A's on, on uh, toast and just eat it. Like, that is just so... It's just so satisfying. Oh, my God. Just the taste of it itself is so good. So, through the years, it's, I'm sure there's an entire culture that loves Sam and Max that has gathered around them throughout the years. Um, from the little that I'm, I'm realizing, I think they've, they had cartoons. I'm pretty sure they had cartoons, uh, which I think is just phenomenal. Just that idea of, of having a cartoon that was created from from a video game you know kind of like uh i mean you you could say that they did that for pac-man they've done that for a lot of cartoons didn't they do that for castlevania too but this like there's something that just tickles me inside that's just particularly exciting with this situation because it's it's that it's got that lucas arts connection it's got that lucas those luke early lucas arts connections and that was just such a nostalgic time it's such a nostalgic time for me. Every time I play a point-and-click game, oh my god, man. Every time I play a point-and-click game, I'm reminded of those days of playing those Lucas LucasArts games. And it, it was just such, it was such great satisfaction, my brother and I. It was such great satisfaction. Playing those early point-and-click games. I think a game like this... Now, I, 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 I don't even want to hear myself admit this out loud. There are three times during Sam and Max. Okay, I'm going to tell you. All right, I'm going to divulge this information to you. And I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like hearing myself say it out loud. So just know that, okay? There's an aspect of shame in, in, in what I'm about to tell you here. <laughs> I, I looked online. I know. I know. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I know it's coming here. Yeah, I looked online and I saw I, I saw some walkthroughs for particular times. I'm not going to tell you what those times were. In the olden days, there would be no walkthrough. You know, in the 1980s, there was no walkthrough. You had your brother or your sister or your friend. I think that's how those point and click games really you get the maximum benefit is if you if you're playing it together if you got a friend and you try out every idea mm 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 mm, mm. i really have gratitude and appreciate the fact that i can enjoy another moment of food in my life that this is actually a choice in my life, that I can actually choose whether I want to eat or not. 
I don't have to search for my food. I'm so honored. I'm so honored. Um, I would say that in addition to playing Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons, um, okay, Dungeons and Dragons, playing a point and click game with your friend. Uh, and taking improv classes. Those are all the best ways to learn improv. Because with a point-and-click game, you're, you're testing out everything. You are yes-anding it. You're going, okay, that's a cool idea. Let's try that. Yeah, let's try it. We don't have any other options. You are, fo- you are forced, and this is, and I'm talking to those of us who are competitive or want to be the one who's who's getting the accolades the one who's getting the celebration in the limelight um it's difficult to you know get give up the steering wheel to someone else and and let them try it and go let me test it out um, but it's so rewarding. It feels so good when, when, when someone, and you see the value in when you say, yeah, let's try your idea. And you see the value in what happens when you allow someone to, to try out their idea. It feels so good for me. I know when people let me try out my ideas. So when you grant that to someone, and it makes me feel more like it's my project when, when people are granting me those, the, uh, opportunities to test out my ideas. And if they know that I'm all for testing out their ideas, um, then that excites them, ideally, for, to, 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 to f- feel trust in letting me try out my ideas. So when you're in that situation of point-and-click game, and you're testing it out with someone, oh my God, it's fun. It's fun. And maybe even if one of you is writing down ideas, while the other one is, is playing. And then you hand it off. You test it out. We go, okay, you try it, you try it. And it can be just as fun to watch as it is to play. As we've seen. Um, as we've seen with people just playing... Playing video games and getting audiences... Sam and Max. The production design is awesome. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. The entire environment is its own character and, and and it demands you to interact with it, to look at it, to test things out with it. Um the soundtrack is awesome. All of a sudden, it'll go into some some crazy musical. There's a Chuck E. Cheese type place. Um, oh, this is so funny too. You get to go onto a movie set. You get to see what it's like behind the scenes, 
And what's interesting is that there are four or five different, it's like one studio, but there are four or five different sets within that studio. And uh, one of them's like an American Idol. One of them's a, like a sitcom. Um, wow. It's cool too because you, certain character traits that you learn about these people, it carries all the way through all these adventures. And so there, you, get, you, you start to see like what are the habitual things that these guys do? And what are habitually? First of all, it shows you habitually... It gets you into a habit of doing certain things in a certain way. So when when you're in that habit of trying out certain things, you then, since you're in a habit of doing it with this one thing, you, you, you're inclined in your brain subliminally to then go, oh, let me try that out with this thing over here. Let me try it out here. Let me try that out with this. Let me try that out here. Um, when you get a certain message over and over and over again, um everything there there are no throw there let's see i was just going to say there are no throwaway lines but i mean really you you every 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 piece of dialogue in this is a gem it's it is so good it is so acrobatical it's like those hard boiled detective books uh mixed with like <laughs> david mamet mixed with shakespeare It has layers and layers of insinuations. It forces you be to to creative to think creatively and critically, I suppose. You know, there's that term critical thinking. I would like to think creative thinking. If we could redefine it as that. I just realized that. That would be really nice. Creative thinking. Creative thinking. Critical, critical in my mind is, you know, at first I used to just run from that critical thinking, ah, you know, I, uh, but, but call myself a critical thinker, meaning I try out everything. Okay. So, but when I think of the word critical, I think of a my, minutia detail that like that's a sniper. You're so careful. You got to stay right on the line, man. You got to stay right on the line. Critical thinking, creative thinking is like, Oh, open it up. Open it up. You got the whole universe in your arms. You got the whole universe in your arms. And that's when you just open up wide and you got that whole, whole expanse of all that is. You got all the dimensions, all the layers. All the multi-layers within the multi-dimensions. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow. Wow. Do a test. Follow your bliss. That's the other funny thing. There's a guy in here named Hugh Bliss. And, um, and they start using Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv is one of the earliest things that I learned. My cousins taught me Roy G. Biv. Kelly and Dan, they were my artist. They were my art teachers growing up. And um, it was through them that I learned of Salvador Dali. 
So I was, I was very surprised. Later on in life, it was the very first artist I ever heard of that I knew a name of. And um, I was very surprised as I, as I grew up and I saw in, in, in schools and whatnot them, them mentioning Salvador Dali in an art class or something. And I'm going, oh my God, that's my dude. Art, man. It's funny, I did my first animation for Tommy Gardner. I can't wait for this to come out. I did my first... Yesterday, 15 seconds. Took me quite a few hours. Quite a few hours. Just because I had to... You know, I had to animate it. But it was fun. And uh, so this is going to be for his, his new single, Desiree. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And playing this game, Sam and Max, like seeing these little guys running around and interacting with each other, it's starting to make me think of of making a little, you know, make, start to make, make 15 second cartoons, even if I just start with that. Yeah. That could be fun. It's interesting because in Sam and Max, there are these three guys where, let me back up. You notice there's graffiti on a wall. And if you look at the graffiti, you start noticing there's some graffiti in other places and other places. And then you end up finding out who the culprit is and who's doing the graffiti. And then you find out that you can get a spray paint can and, and cover up the graffiti and do, you know, the, it's like, You find out what the personality traits are of these characters, and then you use the things that they like for them, particular to them. You you learn how to tailor fit things. So these games teach you to be adaptable. They expand they expand your awareness. It's so funny. They made Timothy Leary. They they made um Aram Das. They made a Timothy Leary reference they made a Ram Das except it was Albert uh gosh what's his real name Albert is it Albert Hoffman no hmm hmm it'll come to me but It's very smart. It's very intelligent, very educated. This game has so many little, like, little just, like, clips along. So much, uh, not throwaway. Nonchalant, that's what it is. So much nonchalant dialogue. I just had this revelation the other day that, well, for the longest time, I chose the style of comedy where I'm deadpan, deadpan humor. 
And I realized that no wonder why people couldn't get my humor because they didn't realize I was joking because I was so deadpan about it. I realized facetiousness and sarcasm works if someone, like if people know what your barometer is, like like if if they know what your 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 default mode is, like oh yeah, he's a nice guy, he's a totally cool guy. So when when someone like that makes a like whoa outlandish joke or something completely esoteric or something like whoa you know and they're and you're like okay this guy has got to be this is a total joke because this is unlike this person but when your attitude becomes sarcasm when that become when that becomes your default mode then it then is it actually sarcasm is it really actually facetiousness or is that actually then your now actual personality because you've got to you've got to be able to witness the contrast between those. Um, like in this game, the dialogue is always. Dry, facetious, playful. Um, and you, you learn to become accustomed to it. Like, that's just the language. That's just how it is. Like, if you're going to go to a different country... And you see in um, Sweden, this is how they are. This is how they act. This is their, this is how they are. Like I knew a Russian girl. I met a Russian girl named Igul, which I thought was a phenomenal name. I've, I, I love eyes. And various spellings of them. And uh, she was so funny because she did not let on that she was joking. Somehow, somehow I was able to figure out, get into the groove... That she was joking. And I was just like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Um, so like this, this game, Sam and Max. Just so layered. It is so layered. It's layers within layers. It's layers within layers. Like it'll, sp it, and it's great, it, it's great with doing the rule of three as well. It's really good with doing the rule of three. Whoever wrote this, I, I think had to have been stand-up comedians or improv, improv taught. Because they just roll with it. They build upon it, they build upon it. They never come right out and really actually say what the thing is. It's all just alluded to. It's all talked about like for instance in Sopranos I just finally saw 
I just finally saw The Sopranos. Wow, what a whoo, what a great, great show. I didn't see it when it was out. But uh, my sister Jenny and I, we sat there and we saw it. We saw The Sopranos and oh my gosh, it was just absolutely phenomenal. The dialogue, the layers of insinuations, intonations. You could tell if someone was pissed off at someone by the way that they would say what they said. And you're like, okay, that person's marked, you know? Look at him. He's looking at him in this way. That man is marked. Like, okay, he's... Something's going to happen to that dude. And uh, just the dialogue. They'd say, oh, yeah, did you talk to that guy, that thing we talked about with the... uh, And just always in code, always in code. So they don't treat the audience like they're idiots. They don't treat... They're not spoon-feeding it to you. They're not waiting for you to catch up. They're going, zip, 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 zip. And it's up to you. They're giving you, that's a beautiful gift to give an audience. That's a beautiful gift. They're not treating us like we're stupid. They're they're inviting us to lean in, to investigate closer, to really become interactive with it, to make it personal. They're inviting us to lean in and listen. Oh, what is this? Because it's the important stuff that you really don't have to yell and scream about. I realize that my voice, my normal voice, is like a yelling voice. I think for a number of reasons. One, I'm short, and I always had to yell so my tall friends could hear what I was saying. Two, um, I felt that many times throughout my life, people just didn't listen to my ideas. That it, I had to fight to be heard. So I think when I sh- come straight out of the gate... It's like a rodeo bull. Straight out of the gate, I'm screaming. The other thing is, I listen to my speakerphone when I talk to people on a phone. I use the speakerphone option, and it sounds like they're yelling at me. And so, as a result, I yell at them. I'm sure I've had many roommates through the years, many... uh, neighbors both above below and on the sides neighbors who have heard me talking loudly to my friends and family on speakerphone i'm realizing now as i'm saying this out loud that i could turn the speaker much lower and i wouldn't have to scream and yell the microphones on these are very Good. I don't have to be like I don't have to be like Gordon Cole from Twin Peaks, where I'm like, "Hey, Coop." That's what I feel like. Holy cow! How much energy am I am I spending by by yelling? There's this idea that when you talk on stage, don't trust the microphone. Don't expect the microphone to pick up what you're saying. A lot of times people step away from the microphone and then on top of that not speak loud enough. They think the microphone's going to pick up exactly what they're what they're saying, what they're mumbling in their tiny personal space. So they say we step up to the microphone, speak into the microphone. And too many times I've felt like I've had to be the opera singer who has had to hit the back wall. 
hundred seats in. Talk to the back wall. And I think what my issue is, I've talked to the back wall everywhere. I can understand now why my buddy Brian was like, dude, you are screaming. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, Sam and Max, sometimes when I get excited, it's, it's really, you know, I get loud. I get loud. I want it to be heard. And I realize I don't need to be a megaphone. So, me saying this out loud is a, is a, is a, is a subconscious seed that I'm placing in my ear. I think I scream on TikTok, too. And then I raise the volume from there, too. It's like, what? What are you doing? Why do you want to be screaming at these people? You don't need to be screaming. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. Uh, so yeah, Sam and Max Save the World remix. I'm sure there are even even more games out besides this. Whoever these makers are, I've gotta I've gotta interview these guys. They came out the soundtrack. You can hear it on Bandcamp. All of these songs, even the original ones from the original game too. All of this music, tons, tons. It's so enjoyable to listen to. I gotta tell you. I'm going to be searching for it on TikTok. That's one of the new things I've been doing with TikTok is if I hear uh, a song that I really dig out there in the world, I'm like, oh, let me search for it on TikTok because then I I can use that as a soundtrack, as a background while I'm recording, you know, from within the app itself. And um, so I got to check to see if they got the Sam and Max soundtrack in there. If they do, gosh, that would be phenomenal. That'd be phenomenal. These writers just must have a blast putting this stuff together. It would be really cool to know where they first, um, where the idea first hatched, actually. Gosh, I want to say, I, like, I keep getting flashbacks of, it was either Maniac Mansion or Zach McCracken. One of them, Maniac Mansion came out the newspaper, I remember. It came with the newspaper, the floppy disc came with with in the box a news fold up newspaper but then there was this red lens that you had to look at the newspaper through to be able to see secret codes hidden within it that you could not see if you were just simply looking at the newspaper itself and within that newspaper it gave you all kinds of clues as to that would help you solve issues that you came across within the game itself so you you would start making connections in your brain but the see you'd only obviously the connection would only come about see the connection you got to have one side over here and one side over there so it's like we got the plug we got the outlet you know input output so you have to it's 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 a funny thing you have to first just become curious about something and that becomes an input and you're hoping there's going to be an out, output something to plug it into and so you tr- try all kinds of things you go going okay are you gonna work are you gonna work are you gonna work and you start getting you know you have you have to turn on that part of your brain with that curiosity where you're going okay i'm starting to see connections here and here and here and here 
Maybe that's a possibility with every single thing else. Maybe I should lean in closer and really pay close attention to the dialogue. Pay attention to the posters. There are posters within Sam and Max. There are posters outside. They're hanging around. Pay attention to the signs. It teaches you. It teaches you how to use signs and because later on in the game, you'll have to use signs. But you had to first be, you know, test out interacting with posters on the wall in order to make the connection later on that that was something you needed, that was a valuable piece of information that you needed for something later on in the game that unlocked a mystery. But you had to be, but that, 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 was, that was the funny thing. You, you never would realize that that was the reward that was coming to you unless you, you first unlocked that first thing. I mean, it's just like life. It's just like life. We talk about this all the time. I always use that analogy of casting the spells, going walking into a room and going, okay, I'm going to cast a spell and see if there's a secret door. And then you go, oh, what do you know? There's a secret door. Mm. The dungeon master left a secret door here for us. But you had to pass, you had to cast the spell first. The dungeon master was hoping that you would cast that spell. The dungeon master was hoping that you'd use your freedom of choice to cast that spell. To then find a treasure trove of crazy monsters, crazy treasure, amazing investigations, you know, side quests galore that are that were in this particular room. Just fascinating. I I would love to know if the makers of Sam and Max were Dungeons and Dragons players, too. There's there's there are maps that you have to figure out. You know. Uh, how many choices are we going to allow for these people to have? And then once they make one choice, how many choices within that choice? How many, how many branches off of each choice do they get? And how many branches is it necessary for them to go in deep? How deep down the branch trail is it necessary for them to go in order to find this piece of information that will then help them out later on? And then there are things, of course, where there, maybe there wasn't the option to ask this other extra question. But now that you found this particular thing, it now gives you an option to test it out. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Do you, do you play point-and-click games? Do you play, uh, like, Unforeseen Incidents? That was a game that, that was given to me by Emily Morganti for me to review i loved it well just the other day two or three days ago they had something on steam i didn't even know they could do this on steam you could watch live things on steam i don't know if it's one of those things kind of like twitch or not but on steam it was these people doing the behind the scenes of unforeseen incidents and uh and showing you like characters that didn't make it into the game which was awesome which was crazy it was like a question mark that i didn't even realize that i wanted the answer to or that I even had a question of. There's a guy in there who they showed he. They're like, yeah, he's the mechanic. He's the guy who owns the car in the garage. 
wow, that's interesting. And like, we couldn't find a way to get him in there. So in the game, Unforeseen Incidents, there's this part where there's just a, there's a car that's in a garage and it's, the, the, the parts are laying about, you know, and you have to put the motor together. So it was cool. You saw this behind the scenes stuff. And then they also did one for uh, the game. Uh, oh, Unavowed. Oh, yeah. The creators of that, too. They're choosing all just like the wrong. Um, oh, Lamplight. No, it was Lamplight. The Lamplight guys. Um, Lamplight City, I think it was called. Detective game. And they're just choosing all the wrong things. They're showing you what happens. Which is great, because these are things that you, you know, you, you kind of like tiptoe through the tulips with certain games. You go, oh my gosh, what are, you know, especially now because there are consequences in these games. So if I make, if I, if I say the wrong thing to this character right now, is it going to cut off my chances from something that I might need from them later on? But maybe it takes... Maybe in order to get this piece of information, I have to th talk to them. You know, I have to yell at them in order to get that information. But you're like, okay, do I risk yelling at this character to get that piece of information? You know, all of a sudden, then they're nice to you now that you yelled at them. At first, they're grumpy, and they're like, but now you yell at them, and they're like, oh, wow, okay. Then they're nice to you. So you're like, wow, this is really interesting. But you had to try that thing. So anyway, that's what these guys were doing. They are showing you the behind-the-scenes stuff. So... We shall see. Maybe there'll be one of these things for Sam and Max. There is a Sam and, and there is a Max Twitter uh, account by themselves. And they'll, they'll comment on each other. It's awesome. It's like Tick and Arthur. Reminds me of like Tick and Arthur. And it's funny too. They play with your imagination too because you're, you're you, with your... They play with your brain. Because um, it, it's like it's such a parody of what's going on in the world like Mad Magazine, they're showing you, they're exposing to you, like, you know, oh, politics, oh, advertisements, oh, celebrities, you know, they, they kind of expose these things, like, all right, look, this is really what's going on here, this is what's, this is at, what's at the bottom of this here, this is what's going on. Sam and Max, they educate you, see, with, with this type of stuff, within the game itself, you know, it's teaching you how, the behavior of the game itself, now, in addition to that, what it's doing is it's also preparing you how to actually play the game of life and what happens when you try all these different combinations of things when you're out there in the world. So it's just, it's just a, a wonderful thing because it makes you question and, and go, hmm, what's, what's this about this? What's going on here? Um, like, there's, there's, a, there's a psychiatrist named Sybil, which is funny because Sybil is that movie about the woman who's a schizophrenic. Well, this woman is a psych... She starts out as a psychiatrist, but you realize that she was also... She, she used to be a tattoo artist. And so throughout the game, she has multiple different jobs, sometimes different jobs within the same episode. She's like, oh, I got tired of that. Now my new calling is this. Or I got tired of that. Now my new calling is this. So it's like she's, she's switching personalities within each of these jobs. She becomes a beta, beta tester for this VR game, for a virtual reality game. Um... And I found so many synchronicities within this game that I've recently been talking to people about and thinking about and just like, what the heck? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. That's just nuts. It's a, it's, it's, oh man, it's just fascinating. You could tell, you could tell when people had a lot of fun making something. And it's so absurd. 
It's so beautifully absurd. It's so beautifully absurd. Like there's, you can drive, there's a part where you're on the moon and you can drive your Cadillac to the moon and drive it back to earth. And you're going, of course. And there are parts where you're wondering, is Max imaginary or is he actually his, is, you know, is Sam, is Sam the only one who can see Max or is Max really his, can everybody see Max? Because other people interact with him, but Sybil is like, oh, your imaginary friend that you talk to. So it just plays with so many So many different things. So much fun. So much fun. It, it goes to show you, just like within life, there's so many unexpected things that come around every corner. So many unexpected things. Oh, my God. It's... it's yeah. Oh, man. Must be so much fun and so crazy to try to come up with those games. Yeah, do you play point point and click games? Do you play video games? Let me know. Call me up. Uh, call the hotline. Leave a voice mes- message. Five six one two zero three nine one seven nine er. Leave a message. Uh, you can also call. You could also leave a message uh, with inspiratoprojecto at gmail You can email it there. Uh, and I'll put it in the next episode. How about that? In fact, let's go to let's go to a couple of man behind the machine things next. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Hey, bro, what do you think about reality television? Are you watching the train wreck that is the Bachelorette? Have you seen what's going on with Claire, the Cougar? Reality TV, what comes to mind? It's so interesting because reality TV has completely expanded into a. A whole new world of perspectives, huh? It started with The Real World. Was that the first one? The Real World on MTV? And then uh, I think Survivor and then Big Brother. Unless Big Brother has had been around before Survivor. I don't really know. But um, my buddy Jeremy loved Big Brother. He had the subscription to Big Brother where you can watch these people 24-7. Watch them in their house. And... It's interesting because social media has become our new reality television in many, many ways. Another form of it. Another form of it. Um, just like with reality television, you can, sta- you can stage certain things and do certain surprises and do special editing in certain ways where you can hatch the circumstance of conflict um, that does not actually reflect whatsoever what might have actually happened linearly. See, they have the, they have the um, option and pleasure of being able to go nonlinear with the editing. So they can use outtakes. They can use all kinds of things to, to make it look like people suddenly get into fights and stuff like that. So um, game shows... That's a reality show. Um, it's really interesting when I hear, like, this... I think of reality shows as an example whenever I think of people who are like, well, I don't know what to do, you know, my life is so boring, or, you know, who would ever want 
to hear my kind of music or who would ever would want my kind of art or whatever. And then I, I start thinking about all the bazillions of bands, all the bazillions of artists, all the bazillions of uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, any sort of, any sort of anything, any sort of anything. And, um, they all have followers, people that vibe with those things. And, and what's the main commonality is it's that, that, diving deep into that commitment of what that thing is so it's like anybody can in a sense become the next sort of reality star i'm putting that in quotes um whether it's someone on instagram someone on tiktok um youtube anywhere anywhere facebook um just by going deep into their specific thing you see that a lot with um, TikTok. You're presenting a particular image. You can edit these particular things the way that you want to edit them. You can present your life as it's, you know, as this character or as this, what you feel is the most authentic version of yourself. And um, things that you never thought would thing you're just like oh my gosh no wonder there's a following around this because this like there's a there's a channel where there's there's a woman who she's called Meg the minimalist and her whole channel is all about being a minimalist it's all about her story as to why she became a minimal, minimalist her philosophies on being a minim, minimalist the all of the reasons why minimalism is the way to go her house what you know the minimalist all answering all kinds of questions about kids toys and artwork and you know, all kinds of stuff. Clothes, what do you do with all your clothes? What about all your shoes? You know, and so she gets a kick out of it. So that's her thing. That's her, as one would say, the niche. Well, a niche, plain and simple, is just simply what you already love doing. If you got a collection of action figures, well, make a whole TikTok about that. You know, it's so interesting. So many different people. It's like anyone, anyone... If, if they just put themselves out there and they put out the beacon, they can they can bring in those who, who associate with that. Now, with reality TV, like you're saying, The Bachelorette, Bachelor, any of those kinds of shows, um, it's interesting how you can manufacture... Um, when you, okay, when you, when you know that there are specific hot-button issues that you know that people get boiled up over or they get really excited about or... Um, when you pertain to those specific kinds of things, uh, people will, to, you know, they'll totally tune in for those things. And, uh, especially if you show conflicts, um, marriage is a really big one, food, sex, these kinds of things that are these sort of tokens that, they, that when someone holds up the carrot and they go, look, come on over here, go over here. Ooh, ah, come on over here. So yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about. I haven't seen any of those shows to be honest. Um, so I just find it interesting. I just find it so very interesting that, yeah, we, 
there's this idea that's this just popping into my brain how there's this idea that we'll we'll tune into something like let's say Big Brother we'll get a we'll get a 24 hour you know feed of someone else's just mundane life and so we'll spend like someone will spend their life watching someone else's mundane life as if they were you know like, oh, what's going to happen next? Is is he going to sleep more than eight hours today? You know, oh, what's, what's going to happen next? She just stubbed her toe. Uh-oh, what's going to happen now? And so I've, I've really... I've really been in the habit, particularly during quarantine, of, you know, my slogan has sort of been become the media be the media be the media and uh it's it's a switching the perspectives the the observer from the observer to the participator and just imagine all the music that you make, all the art that you make, how many people are out there going, whoa, you know, they're di- looking in closer. They're going, whoa, this is fascinating. This is incredible. It's interesting. A lot of times we can, you know, something that can just come so easily to us, painting, drawing, writing, music, et cetera, et cetera, something that could just come to so easy to us. It's like, wow, I'm astonished that that person likes this thing. And we're going, well, that's something that they can't make. But then we think to ourselves, oh, geez, I'm so used to that thing. I played that riff so many times. But they've heard that riff the first time. So it's brand new and astonishing to them, just as it was brand new and astonishing to us when we unwrapped that riff the first time. We're offering them that opportunity to to touch that, that epicenter Anyway, thank you for the question. Thanks for the vision quest question. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.